calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, I'm Becky Galantine. You may know me as My Bloody Galantine, and I'm a paranormal investigator, and I'm here to play real or creepy. Hi, my name is Jules Nolan, better known as the Hex Baby Online or your friendly neighborhood vampire. And today I'm here to play real or creepy. That's right, everybody. It's Noah Daniels, and I am here to host Real or Creepy. We've got another exciting episode for you tonight. Two of my favorite absolute people in the whole wide world, and they've agreed to come on and help us decide if these stories from the internet are a real haunting or fake creepy pasta so we're going to jump into our first story now it's called the figure in the hallway starting off with me going to my dad's house he lives in a beautiful house with his girlfriend and her two kids me and her kid are really good friends but her and her brother are with their dad for a month and a half so i'll be alone for some time being but my first night here without her i saw something funny a shadowy figure in the hallway downstairs laying face down started to hear scratching, and when I looked down, the figure is gone. So me being confused, I went back into my room and hid under my covers. I hear somebody walking up the stairs towards my room. I'm praying it's not what I think it is. I'm praying it's just my dad checking in on me. Keep in mind, it's 4.30 in the morning. The silence is the second loudest thing I can hear. My breathing is the first. Slower and slower, the footsteps move towards my door. My sister's room is right next to mine. I know it's not my dad anymore, so I'm now hoping it's going to my sister's room. It's not. Under my covers, I try to slow my breathing. As somewhat works, I hear my door creak open. I peek out from the covers. All the lights are on the hallway and game room. My parents' door is open. I start silently crying because I thought the shadow did something to them. I see the shadow. It floats into the air. I can feel it breathing above me. I close the little hole I can see out of and it starts breathing rapidly. Eventually the breathing stops and my door closes. I couldn't go back to sleep until seven that morning. A little traumatized from the experience. Again, this is a 100% real story, not made up. Took me some courage to be able to write this and put it out in public. Whew. All right, um, Jules, we'll start with you. What did you think about this story? Well, the disclaimer at the end that it's a very real story was very convincing. Yeah. So. 
I'm I'm here to say this this might be real. Did you find it scary? Like I you know, I know we hear in kind of this supernatural community we're all part of, we hear a lot about shadow figures, shadow men. Did this kind of match up with what you've heard before or did it seem a little too theatrical? You're asking a very theatrical person if their own personal shadow person experiences were not theatrical. Um that was about as as theatrical as mine were. So I'm I'm here to support the OP, the writer in this situation. Okay, that's fair enough. Becky, you have investigated, and Jules, you have too, but Becky, you've investigated a ton of places. You've seen a lot. You've heard a lot. You've disproven a lot. People kind of go to you. I've, I've interviewed other paranormal investigators, and it's always funny. I don't realize just how many people you know, and they'll be like, well, I, I got really scared, so I texted Becky because, you know, she knows everything, so... With no pressure. What did you think about the story? Did it did it make you feel anything? Did you get any vibes listening to it? So for a moment, when you started reading it, I thought you were playing a prank on me because I have told you a very similar story about a smelly shadow person. Yes. It was almost identical where the person opens the door and I think it's coming in my room and then it goes into my roommate's room. And I'm like, this almost sounds exactly like my experience. The only thing that stopped me for like a second was when they said they started crying. But then I remember if you wake up in the middle of the night, you're not exactly like lucid, but the time frame, everything just sounds exact. It, it matches a description. And I hate to put the paranormal into these categories and label them, but it, it does sound a lot like what other people have experienced. It wasn't overly embellished. They didn't say anything that, I haven't personally experienced. So unless I was there, I, I can't say anything less than that, but it didn't sound like, whoa, there's anything in the story that's standing out so much that they're definitely making it up. Yeah. I, I'm on the same page as y'all. It, it, it didn't have any like glowing red flags within the story. I thought it was pretty well written. I mean, it, it had me when I, when I was reading it, I, I couldn't wait to kind of see what happened next. So that's always nice. And yeah, it's just pretty scary. I mean, I, I haven't had really had any true shadow men beings types experiences other than I guess the hide and go seek story from when I was a kid, you could kind of put it in that category. But, um, but yeah, sounded horrifying. All right. Well, that's one in the books for real, a unanimous, which we don't see a ton. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels, and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box. So you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. 
You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And so we're going to move on to our second story here. This one is called Experience That Occurred at My Lake House. To start off, I've never heard of Sprout Lake being haunted or anything supernatural occurring there. At the time, my friend and I were, I think, 14 to 15. Being young teens, we were bored and decided to make a parody of the horror movie Insidious on an app called iMovie on my friend's iPad. It took us a while to finish, but once we finished editing, watching the iMovie, we were laughing and thought it was the funniest thing. After we continued sitting on my bed, simply talking about something I don't recall, her iPad on the pillow near the headboard close to us, but you would have to actually reach out to touch it. So the iPad was close to them, but you'd have to reach out to grab it. I guess that's what they're saying. There's room underneath my bedroom for people to shove things away. Just empty space so you could see the floor. Mid-conversation with my friend, we hear a peep under the bed. I don't remember what it specifically sounded like. We both looked at each other in silence, trying to see if there would be something else. Now, I had a bag of toys specifically for the lake house. The toys had to stay there during the summer, but I had grown out of them and they were tucked away in the closet of my bedroom for my younger siblings. At first, we thought it could have been one of my old toys acting up or possibly her iPad making a noise, but it was shut off and my toys were in the closet. After a few more seconds of trying to brew bravery, we poked our heads under the bed, bodies still on the mattress, just our heads hanging off the side. There was absolutely nothing there. We both continued to question if we actually heard anything or that maybe it could have just been a sound one of us accidentally made. Until our iPad Siri goes off saying, what, they're scared? Neither of us had touched it. We were both so taken by the surprise and had no idea how to react. So we had the whole dude, what moment. For reference, we both believe in ghosts slash spirits, whatever you want to call them. We're adults now. And to this day, we still don't understand what happened. Nothing has happened since then. So Becky, we'll start with you on this one. I have not had a ton of electronic paranormal activity. I have heard people t share stories of various things. The one I hear the most on the podcast is like the TV would turn on in the middle of the night. Have you ever heard of Siri being possessed by a ghost? I'm going to be honest. I haven't heard anything like that going on, but I can say that we all know that it malfunctions at times. So for me hearing this, that's not definitive proof because you could hear the door creaks open and it sounds like it says, Hey, like, and then all of a sudden, why did that scare it, me? <laughs> that was ominous. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. so it wasn't, I was waiting for like more to be added to the story, 
I have one more like glaring thought. I thought that the iPad was going to light up and it was going to say, Pokemelon and then like that (laughs) 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 but that that being said I do want to say that I think this is a real story but I would not write it as paranormal evidence yeah I think that's that's super fair um Jules what do you think about this one the the problem I find with this story is that it's so inherently mundane like why would you why would you write that's why I shared it (laughs) Like, why would you write this to like scare people? You know what I mean? Like this, I feel like Becky said, this is something that could happen to anybody. There could be a malfunction with the Siri. So again, I think that lends to the credibility that somebody is just late night posting on Reddit, like this really scary thing happened to me. So I'm, I'm more inclined to believe that it's not, it's not creepy. At your home, you have a lot of haunted or, you know, whatever you possess, whatever you want to call it, uh, Mm -hmm. artifacts. Have you ever experienced some kind of electrical malfunction that you wanted to maybe glean that towards being something to do with the supernatural? Like you said, the TV turning on and off. Sometimes it'll go be like that noise where it's like, you know, that's like the only thing that's ever happened. I've never had Siri be like, run, you know, like it's never anything like that. So <laughs> like that song. Um, it's just like... Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. yeah. It's, it's never been like that. Um, yeah. It, I've never, I've never personally experienced something that I could attribute, especially with modern technology to a haunting or something of that nature. So I guess we're leaning towards this one being, true to them, but we don't necessarily believe as paranormal. I I think that's a a great explanation. And Becky, I'm curious because as the paranormal world becomes more digital and popular through like social media apps and stuff, we see a lot of people doing investigations using speaker box apps on their phone. How do you feel about those applications? Do you think that there is a possibility that spirits can communicate through those or is it just simply something potentially programmed by somebody to randomly generate sounds and words, things of that nature? I knew this question was coming. The one thing I did have something happen last week, actually, my phone was sitting on the counter and my home screen swiped over, but I didn't touch it. But I didn't tell the whole internet about it because it, it could be something, but it could not also like it, it, you know. But anyway, as far as the applications go, I'm cautious because there are people I really respect who adamantly push these apps. And to me, I know how coding works. I know how software works. I know how making an app works. And there is no way for a spirit to alter that coding. There's nothing we can do to do that. So I'm inclined to believe that the newer developments, because I guess they're coming out with apps that are touch sensitive or the they're magnetized in some way, they're using the magnet in the phone to somehow, you know, show something. I can believe that. I believe that stuff. But as far as uh, I won't use any names, but any of the spirit box apps, those are going to generate whatever they're going to generate regardless. And unless you're someone who believes that it's not pareidolia and spirits are kind of manipulating you to hear what you're supposed to hear through that white noise, through that random noise. And it doesn't actually matter what comes out of the spirit box. And you truly believe that a spirit's like, I want you to hear this out of this jumbled mess. If you think that's what's going on, I guess maybe you could say it could work. But for me personally, 
I want the community to have accessible tools and I don't want to seem in any way that I'm trying to be classist by saying I don't believe in apps because you can get a digital recorder for like $4. Personally, I just think that it's something that is easy and accessible for people and it always has results. You can use certain apps in the middle of nowhere. You can use them when there's no service, they're always going to run and they're always going to have results, even in a not haunted location. So for yeah. me personally, it it's not in my toolbox. Yeah. For, for me, it's like for entertainment, entertainment purposes only. That's this kind of how I, cause, cause they can feel creepy and kind of fun, you mm -hmm. know, but I, I'm on the same page as you are. Well, gang, we did it. We got through our first episode of Real or Creepy. Thank you so much for participating. Uh, before we get out of here, Becky, can you share where our audience can find all your wonderful content online? I am on TikTok and Instagram as My Bloody Galentine, and I have a few documentaries that are coming out, and they're available on Amazon and a few other streaming platforms. Awesome. And Jules, can you share where our audience can find all your great content as well? Oh, well, they can find me on multiple platforms. They can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, maybe even Twitter occasionally, all under at the Hex Baby. Awesome. Well, I know I will continue following everything both of you do because you are two of the best creators, in my opinion, in this space. Thank you guys for playing along. Until next time, let us know, audience. Do you think it was real or creepy? Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.